Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with, we just realized, the first repeat guest of the Law Firm Growth Podcast, Moshe Amsel. Thanks for coming on, Moshe. It's my absolute pleasure, Jan, for having me. Thank you. And I am honored to be a repeat guest on your show. And I hope to show up many more times because I think that there's so much happening in the legal industry. And my mission when I, it's not my overall mission, my mission's bigger than that, but my mission when I, when I went into the legal industry was to be different, to find the things that are, people are just doing because that's what they've seen and that's what they've been told and question those assumptions and say, okay, what can we do differently? Uh, I started with the financial side of it, but so far it's been quite a ride. And, and one of the first things I did was I questioned this conference thing. Like everybody goes to in-person conferences. Why is there not an online event that can be more accessible, easier for people to attend to? And that's, I think, the last time we spoke was about the Law Firm Growth Summit. I don't actually remember what our interview was about. That was a very um, chaotic couple of weeks. <laughs> but yeah, so the Law Firm Growth Summit was the first really successful virtual conference for attorneys. And now we're having this conversation. And look at the timing. In December, I ran this, this event. And now everything is virtual right? Yeah. Because, because of COVID. So we really, we established a precedent in the legal industry that started to question the norms. And that's what I'm doing. You know, we have, we have an event coming up now where we're pushing this hidden revenue stream that law firm owners are missing. And it's all about implementing and creating information products in your law firm that can really boost your results. It can help you in your intake. It can help you in, in serving a bigger client base. It could help you in the impact that you want to have on the world. And I think that's, you know, that's why you wanted to have me on here was to talk about that. And yeah. I think it's just another example of questioning how we're doing things and why we're doing it. And attorneys are notorious for the billable hour. And we, you know, obviously we're, there's a lot of talk about getting away from that. There's contingency, there's flat fee, but ultimately it's all trading your time for money. It's doing, you know, and how many people can you, do you have the capacity to serve in your firm? And well, what if you want to serve more than that? Yeah. How do you do that? And you've done a really good job of uh, doing the segue for me. <laughs> I guess I was going to ask, you know, I thought it was super fascinating. And then it, it's like, you know, I'm always really interested in when people are pushing the boundaries and it's kind of interesting. So in the space that you and I kind of run a little bit more, you know, we run service businesses that work with attorneys, but we're a little bit more exposed to some different business models, perhaps. So there's people that have info products. There's people who have productized services. But yeah, it's, it's something that's always kind of been in, in the space that we run in, but something that might be a little bit foreign to attorneys. I know some people might be throwing up sort of a, you know, the immune system, like, I mean, what the is an info? Well, anyway, what, what should I be doing with an info product? You know, I'm an attorney. So like, just by and large, you know, I know there's a couple different types potentially, but you know, what kind of, you know, what, what are the kind of products that people are thinking about? Well, the easiest one to, to understand and see how it would fit is a course, a, a, a digital course that teaches somebody how to do something or how to navigate something. And that course can be positioned as a alternative to your service, as a preemptor to your service, or even as a, as a post service opportunity. Uh, so let's, I'll throw some quick examples out. Let's say that you're a 
bankruptcy attorney. So before somebody is bankrupt, they struggle with debt. They took on too much debt. There's a period of time where they can't make their, their bill, can't, make, can't pay their credit card statements, and they start to get these phone calls. And it's only when they can't handle the phone calls anymore or they had legal action taken against them that they're showing up in your office. But if you move one step back and address their pain point before they need your services, you suddenly open yourself up to a much larger pool of candidates that you can serve. And you can have a greater impact. You can you can help people avoid bankruptcy. Now that sounds counterintuitive. You're a bankruptcy attorney. Why would you want to help people avoid bankruptcy? Well, why are you doing what you're doing? You're doing it to serve people. You're doing it to help them. The reality is, is that even if you, like for every hundred people that you teach how to avoid bankruptcy, there's going to be a failure rate, right? There's going to be 10, 15% that fail and they're going to turn around and need your services. So if you become the educator a step before to help them, who are they going to use when they need a bankruptcy attorney? You suddenly position yourself as the go-to person for them to go to. They're not shopping to see who's the cheapest. They want to use you because they've already learned from you. They already have an affinity with you. They already have a connection with you. So the, the first thing is, is before preemptive to your service, you can position a product that's going to solve the pain point that happens before they come to your office. What is the thing that happens a step before? Solve that, sell it, and you'll, you'll, you can sell way more than you would your service. You do it once, you produce it once, and then you just keep selling the same thing over and over again. And then a percentage of those students end up becoming your clients. And you can probably eliminate all the marketing you're doing in your firm and just market your course because everybody is going to come from your course into your firm. Your firm will be busy and you're monetizing. You're making money on that front end as well. That's, that's example number one. Example number two is an alternative to your service. Bankruptcy is not a great example for this because I don't know if you could do your own bankruptcy, but maybe you can. So the best example is DIY, right? If, you, if somebody says, hey, I don't want to pay a bankruptcy attorney. I don't want to spend $1,300. I'd rather do it myself. You can take, have a course that you teach somebody how to navigate the bankruptcy system, what forms to fill out, how to fill them out, you know, what do they have to do to, to present it. Um, and maybe you sell it for 500 bucks or 700 bucks instead of your, your $1,300 service. And for somebody who it makes sense for, they'll do it as an alternative. The better examples are the more expensive services. So let's say estate planning, where maybe you have a course that teaches somebody how to write their own will, but then peppered into the course, you have all of this information about why they might need a trust and why a trust they definitely want to use an attorney for. So yeah, they get this DIY kit for doing their, their will, but a very large percentage of those people are going to say, hey, I, I fall into this category of needing to do a trust. I really need to hire an attorney. Boom, they come to you. And you can even say, hey, if you come to us, we're going to discount your fee with the course cost. So if you spent $1,500 or $1,000 for this create your own will course, We'll take that $1,000 and parlay it into your services when you come to us and say, hey, I need a full state plan with a trust and everything. So now I have a $5,500 fee, but I get a discount of 1000 bucks because I already paid it for the course. Now it's only 4500 The affinity to use you and they have a discount, it's a slam dunk. So you got the clients coming in through there. The last thing is, hey, I served my client and now that I'm done serving them, what's their next pain point? And another example, we'll go back to bankruptcy for a moment. So after somebody's bankrupt, what is the biggest pain point for them after the bankruptcy? Getting right. their life back on track. How do they rebuild their credit? Right? Boom. Teach a course. Have a course on. And there's a better example. Like you can have recurring revenue because you can create a subscription model, which is the next step of, you know, above course is a membership where they're paying you month in, month out. 
and all you do is provide a community or provide support or provide a ongoing training that you do a training once a month or something like that or a Q&A and people can come and then get their questions answered they get the guidance that they need and then they want to stay there because until they they're out of that pain point so until they've completely solved that problem they could be there for 7 years right you know yeah, it takes that long for it to come off the credit so you you can take your expertise in the industry and you can provide just another way for them to access you in mass where you're doing the work once and you're and you're getting it you're getting it out to hundreds or thousands of people um, and what that does is it creates another revenue source for you, which could be huge because we could talk about those numbers might look like. Um, so it creates another revenue source for you. It creates a new lead source that could become your potential only lead source. And it also creates a opportunity to elevate the impact that you have in the world. And that's, you know, ultimately people, that's what we want, right? We want to change the world. We want to do something, even if it's just to change our own personal life, that change the world for our family. We want to change change it for somebody, and you can't do that if you're not throwing off extra cash from your business. If you're not if you if you're not if you don't have a, a highly profitable law firm, you can't significantly change your family's experience in life. And if you don't have enough people going through your law firm, you can't impact that many people. A single attorney will probably impact maybe a thousand or fifteen hundred people throughout their entire career as far as you know moving people through the law practice you can do that in a year with an with an information product right. you can put 1500 people through your information product in a year there's no capacity limitation and you can have a, a significantly bigger impact so i think it's the idea is is that it it hits on all the pain points that attorneys have that law firm owners have yeah. how do i get leads how do i find people that that are not com i'm not competing with my competitors for like how do i how do i get them so that they're not even looking at my competition. How do I make money on them and, and not have it be tied to directly our results? How do I elevate my impact? All those questions are answered with one simple solution. Yeah. So I mean, we got the scalability, we got the profitability and um, just to kind of bring it back down. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people might be listening to this and saying, you know, that, that sounds like really awesome. And like, I mean, I definitely will say that this is the first time I've seen a real effort to kind of popularize this idea, but they have been a couple of people. I mean, it's not just pie in the sky. There have been people that have actually doing it. And I think you mentioned that you have a couple that are coming on the summit as well. So, I mean, if, you know, if you got like one or two that uh, the people just to, to put it into reality, make sure that this is, this is something that people can actually do. Yeah, absolutely. So Joey Vitali is one example. An interview that I did with him is already out on our podcast. So uh, cross pollinate here, the Profit with Law podcast, episode 105 is an interview I did with Joey Vitali, and he has a trademark practice. He has a very specific niche that he goes after, which by the way, if you're going to do an information product, this is a perfect place for me to tell you that you absolutely must have a sub niche, not just a practice area, but a, a very specific audience that you target. So he does trademark protection for online businesses, for course creators, for authors, uh, membership site owners. So exactly the information product field, but specifically people who are building an entire business just in information products. He's my attorney for trademarking the Law Firm Growth Summit brand and the Profit with Law brand. He offers a course, a DIY trademark course for that audience. And you know, his service might be $1,500 and his course might be 500 bucks. So he's giving a, a alternate solution to his audience in case you can't afford the, you know, the done for you service. Now for somebody like me, if I had the time, it would have made a lot of sense for me to buy the course because I could have done multiple trademarks with my efforts. But the beauty is, is that 
ultimately, if somebody goes and, and violates my trademark, I'm going to end up needing to go to use an attorney anyway to get that takedown notice, to get that, you know, to, to, to do the, the legal action to protect my mark is still going to require the attorney. So the upfront loss of not having, you know, me come in and, and you do the service for me is always going to be made up on the back end. There's always going to be opportunity there where the attorney is needed. And it's just going to mean that I'm going to go to him and nobody else. Uh, so that's one example. Another example is Bobby Klink, who will also be a, an interview on the podcast it's just not released yet, but sometime in, in the next couple of weeks from when we're recording this, it'll be out by the time your listeners hear this. Bobby Klink, his story is interesting where he worked for a firm, then he started his own firm. Ultimately, he ended up creating legal templates for, again, this is this, it's interesting. He's the same audience as Joey. The, uh, they're both serving the same audience. But So he does legal templates for them. And I don't know specifically what the templates are, but I imagine that it's like contracts and vendor contracts and and terms of service that you need on your website, privacy policy stuff, stuff like that. And he sells that. And it's that's all he does. Like he, he doesn't do any service-based work. He doesn't represent any clients. He simply has people who come to him and they buy these templates from him and that's it. So it's another form, another example. He doesn't have a course. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't teach you what, anything. He just provides templates with instructions. Here's how to use it. Yeah. You know, fill in the blanks. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's like, um, you know, everyone hates competing against legal Zoom, but what if you could actually become legal <laughs> But no, I'm just joking. But like, I mean, kind of on that point of, of like really yeah. the accessibility here, it's like, you know, we've got, it's, it's not truly cannibalizing the market that much because it's like, you know, I remember this stat from, I think it was um, Rick Lewis from ePay Legal. The average American has something like $1,400 in their checking account. You know, if your retainer is 3K, which is, you know, not that much for, for most practices of law you're priced out for a lot of people, you know, people are going to have to figure out what they're going to do for rent the next month if they hire you. So are you competing for those people? Chances are it's not. If you know, if you have a product that ends up being a thousand dollars, then that's going to unlock really another complete set of the market. And even if you do have that kind of person who might be the DIY mentality, you know, a lot of the times some of these courses can be just enough rope to hang yourself with. <laughs> I need you to, to bail you out at some point down the line. Right, yeah. exactly. And there's all kinds of ways to sell an information product that overcomes that price barrier. So there are payment plans. There's, you know, there there's different things that you could do. You could throw bonuses in where suddenly it becomes something that is an irresistible thing that somebody's like, "Oh, I have to get this." And once you have somebody in that position, they're going to find a way to come up with that money. It's harder for somebody to come up with a retainer for for legal services when it's an open-ended relationship, right? If you're not doing flat fees and they're, you know, that's just a retainer, they know that every hour that you're working, they're going to be paying for that. And a perfect example that one of my guests shared, and I don't remember which one it was, is that put yourself in the client's seat. The client has questions about how things work. Like let's say a family law attorney, right? When I go and I, I hire a family law attorney to go through my divorce, I want to know, What's the divorce process? What, do, what should I expect? What's going to happen now? We just got hit with emotion from the other side. What does that mean for me? All those questions are going to cost me money because every time I ask a question, I'm on the clock and I'm being billed for it. So instead of finding out the answers, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm just going to wait and hope for the best. Right. And that's an awful place for a client to be in. 
Well, what if you had an information product that you bundled with your services or, or even provided as something else that went along? So somebody's going through a divorce, you sell an information product that's all about the divorce process in the state of X, right? You just you choose your state, learn about the divorce process in the state. And you can make it a fairly inexpensive product because it's there for the masses in the state that are going through a divorce. And you can sell that like hotcakes. And what's gonna happen is, is that other attorneys are going to be referring their clients to your information product because they don't have that. And it's something that's not competing with them. It's something that's that's giving their clients something that they need that's going to help them with the process. So, And, and what's going to happen is, is through your information product, you're going to get referrals, but you can't possibly serve everybody in your state because geographically you can only serve the people that are in your geographical area. So now this becomes this beautiful circle of awesomeness where you're referring business out to other other attorneys that are technically your competition, right? They're in the same practice area, but they're not in your geographic areas. You can't serve these people. So you're, you're referring that business out and then they're in turn finding out how they came to you and they're learning about your information product. And now they're going to turn and turn around and sell your information product. And you can even work out if it's allowed within your practice here, within your, your rules of professional conduct, you can even have an affiliate relationship where you give them a percentage of that sale for that educational piece of material. So they even have skin in the game. They even have a reason to promote it and to, and to push it to their clients. Yeah. I and mean, that's really interesting. And one of the things I just kind of thought was like, you know, there's a, you know, there's no jurisdiction on information products. You, know, you could have this to somebody in Antarctica if you wanted to, but one of the things I had in mind, and it's just, you know, you, you think about there's, you know, there's always people who are very, rightly so, very, very cautious about what the bar might have to say about things. So we're kind of in this weird gray area. So, you know, what would you have to say to somebody who's in the position where like, okay, this really sounds great. And I mean, I got to say too, it's like the, the amount of open-endedness really allows you to potentially be really creative with how you structure these, how you promote these, that kind of thing. But is this governed under you know, state bar laws for attorney advertising? I mean, wh- where does it stop being promoting the law firm and start being promoting something else entirely? So that's a very good question. And you know that I cannot answer that question across the board for every state, every country <laughs> you know, um, in the world. What I can tell you is, is that in the US, the bars have gotten a lot more lenient with what is allowed. And most attorneys are already allowed to go out on social and to put their face out there, to make informational videos, to provide a lead magnet with a free something, you know, guide to something, and they're within the, the rules of, you know, what they're allowed to do. This is a step before that, right? That, the intention of that is to bring a client into the law firm. Here, you can have 100% of your intention of this information product is to sell the information product with zero attachment to your law firm. The halo effect that's going to happen of people going from the information product into your law firm is going to happen on its own. You don't have to do anything to promote that. You could, but one of the beautiful things is is, uh, one of the people on my uh, summit is Sid Pedinti, who has a, a program called Grant for Lawyers. And one of the things that he teaches you and he implements and done for you service is to create a nonprofit educational center. So a nonprofit entity that is your education arm. And that's where you run your free education from. And then he helps you with getting grants in that nonprofit that helps pay for your marketing costs. But if you structure yourself that way, then you're further distancing this information and this content from the law firm because your the information is is even being done by by a separate entity you're it's it's your philanthropic efforts it's not even you uh trying to seek out services so you know you have to figure out what 
works within your your code of professional conduct, what your rules are. But ultimately, I think that there's for almost practically everybody, this would be able to be separated legally and in reality from the law firm so that it, you're not in that gray area. Yeah, gotcha. And sorry to put you in the gun there, Moshe. <laughs> I was like, hey, Moshe, for the record, uh, you know, what do you uh, have any binding statements to make for all 50 state bars? Um, no, but I mean, just like just uh, as far as people who might have like wanted to shout out the message. I mean, the point is like basically people have thought about this. There are ways to do it. And again, just based on the fact that a lot of the people that you've kind of enlisted to help out with this whole process, um, a lot of them are attorneys. So it's, you know, it's, it should be helpful to have a little bit of proof that this can be something that, that is doable, at least while, while remaining in the good graces of bar organizations. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's really I'll interesting. Add, Sorry. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add one more thing. And that is that the bar basically only has jurisdiction when you're practicing law, right? So when, when you are in a client uh, relationship where there is attorney-client privileges is really where they have jurisdiction. And information products does not create that relationship. It, if, if it did, it would create a whole host of other problems. And these, and these might be problems. And so let's, let's just mention it. Conflicts, right? Mm. There could be a problem with conflicts. You have to do your due diligence. You have to figure out. And maybe you have to structure a different information product because of that possibility. But what if somebody bought your info product on how to navigate a divorce? And now you get the other party coming to you and saying, hey, I want you to represent me against my spouse and and the spouse ends up being somebody who bought your information product. Does that put you into conflict? And I don't know the answer to that, um, but I think those questions are a better way of answering this because if, if that doesn't put you into a conflict, then it probably you know doesn't violate any of the other rules as far as your advertising and all of that. And some people are going to translate those rules more stringently than others. So you can find examples all across the board where people are saying, hey, you can't do this because it's against the rules. And somebody else is like, well, I read the rules and I think I can do it. So you, you have to choose what works for you. And I'm not going to be the one to tell you, hey, you, you could do this. And you come back to me six months later and say, hey, I just lost my license. Thanks very much. So you have, to, you have to do your own due diligence. But I believe that if you are passionate about this, if you believe that, that this is the future for, for law and you agree with me on that, you can probably find a way within your current rules to, to, to justify you know, moving forward with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about the people who might, you know, if, if you made it this far in the podcast, obviously, you've heard something that sounds at least interesting. But like, I mean, the this is something that I always see too. And kind of going back to the, the beginning of the podcast, where I was mentioning, you know, both of us probably know people that have info products as their main source of income. And what do those people's lives look like? They have really small staff. They have really high overhead. They go on a lot of vacations. And if you're in a place where you're in a hardcore day-to-day, clients have your number, sun up to sunrise, and the only way you're going to be able to scale is to bring on young, talented people who seem to be more scarce every month, you know, this might be something to really, really consider. And then if not that, just it's, it sounds like a, a lot of fun. And, you know, we've, we've done a little bit of experimentation with what we've added to our service. And it's been really interesting too, because in addition to, you know, if, if you look at things how we were running two, three years ago, there was a lot less support they were able to offer our clients. But having a lot of this stuff in there is just, if nothing else, it's been a lot of fun, you know, and um, being able to help people in different ways is, uh, you know, really rewarding for other people as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's so awesome that you've, you've taken the uh, event and like, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I really feel like this could be one of these events that we look back and if this ends up being the de facto thing that people are doing five years from now, 
this seems to be a potential Johnny Appleseed moment. So, I mean, I think it's really awesome that you're doing this. So as far as, uh, you know, how people might be able to take the next step, what's, um, you know, if this is resonating with folks, what's the best way to, uh, to get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So the, what I'm going to do before I answer that question is I'm going to say when, whenever a new idea is planted, it always sounds like, wow, I could do this and I'll be rich tomorrow. Like this is going to take off and it's going to be amazing. This is not a get rich quick scheme and it takes work. Creating an information product and getting it to be successful requires that you learn how to build an audience, that you learn how to talk to them, that you learn what their pain points are, you learn their language. It is not a simple process. So if you're going to buy into this, just buy into it understanding that you're essentially adding another arm to your business. You're adding another business under the umbrella of your law firm and you have to treat it that way. So you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do this and go out there and, and you know throw up a, a landing page and, and try to sell it and hope for the best. So having said that, what we did was is I, I want, I'm very passionate about this and I want to give you the building blocks that you need. So we, what we did is we ran a one day event, a one day summit. And by the time you're hearing this, the live event already occurred. It was uh, Monday, Monday, June 15th. But the entire day is available to you you can go through and peruse it. So if you want to do that, go to profitwithlaw.com forward slash hidden revenue, profitwithlaw.com forward slash hidden revenue. And that's unlock your hidden revenue stream one day summit. And there we take you through the process of really understanding what's involved. So you get to under, you get to see what's possible. You get to see what, how you market this. You get to see, you know, the grants for lawyers opportunity. I show you a piece of software. That's the one piece of software you need to run this business. And we take you through that, th through that journey. At the end of the, the journey, the last person that I have that I interview is James Wedmore. James Wedmore is the founder of a product called business by design. And he created, think of the, the franchise opportunity. Like if you were to buy a McDonald's, when you buy the McDonald's, you're, what you're buying is not just the name, what you're buying is, is the system and the processes of how to run a McDonald's successfully. So they're gonna teach you how to hire people. They're gonna teach you how to fry the, the food. They're gonna teach you how to, how to manage the flow and get the cars driving through the lot. They're gonna teach you how to design the, the space that, that you're going to have that McDonald's in. They teach you all of that so that when you open your doors, you're successful from day one. Business by Design is a program that James Wedmore is my mentor when it comes to information products. I'm in a high-level coaching program with him. I, I give him tens of thousands of dollars every single year to be a part of that because he has built a, a high multi-million dollar business of information products, and he teaches others how to do the same. And he has thousands of clients that he has taught how to implement and scale and we're talking about seven-figure businesses, thousands of seven-figure businesses that he has helped create in all kinds of industries. I mean, you, you think of anything like teaching guitars and teaching people how to can food. Uh, you, you name it, he's got a client that's doing it. So he created this business by design, which is basically it's got everything you need to know, everything you need to know how to understand the math of how it works, how to position your product, how to talk to your audience. And he's got literal step-by-step -step processes for every type of promotion, every type of marketing that you might do. And it's all in there. So he's got an eight-part video series that you can access right now. It's, um, and if you go to ProfitWithLaw.com forward slash video series, ProfitWithLaw.com forward slash video series, uh, you can watch that eight-part series where he walks you through this process and understanding how this business is created. Now, 
full disclaimer, at the end of it, he's selling something. And when this episode comes out, it's literally two days before his cart closes, which means he sells it once a year. Your opportunity to get in there is over two days later. So if you're serious about this, I would recommend that you consume this content quickly because you have to make a decision. Am I in now or am I waiting till next year for the opportunity? So that's the other, the other place that I would go to is to just go through there. Ultimately, my one day summit, the, the way I positioned it was to push people to that because I don't want to recreate the process. I want to plug you into a system that I know is working and that I know that you can be successful. And we're offering all kinds of bonuses for signing up through our you know, referral link. We got a credit for that sale. Um, and one of those is a 90 day program where we're going to be going through and, and doing accountability for you. So I charge $6,000 for a 90 day group coaching program. You're going to get that absolutely free to be involved with my organization so that we can coach you through getting your first information product out there. And that's going to be included when you sign up to his program through our link. So Jan, I know we're, we're out of time and you know, that was, that was a lot, but literally go through the hidden revenue stream event go through James's video series. And if at the end, this feels right to you, then jump into his product, use my link. So you get the accountability group from me and, you know, and I will help you with that process because I, I would love to see a hundred attorneys, maybe 200 attorneys take me up on this and go through this. So if you're on board, I'd love to see you in there. Yeah. Awesome. And then, you know, if there still is a world left uh, in a year from now, and you're listening to this podcast, I would also recommend signing up for Moshe's Profit With Law podcast, wherever fine podcasts are able to be subscribed to. <laughs> it's always one, uh, one I look forward to every week myself. So um, thanks again, Moshe. I super appreciate it. And um, yeah, for everyone else, we'll be back with another episode of the Law Firm Growth Podcast next week. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.